0: Hey there, listeners. Josh Dean here, host of the latest installment of Witness Fade to Black. Last season, Witness Devil in the Ditch made huge waves in the true crime world, becoming the number one show on Apple Podcasts. This season, we're back with another unsolved case, the mysterious disappearance of Hollywood screenwriter Gary DeVore. This is a missing person case unlike anything you've ever heard of. This one involves the CIA, a Hollywood screenplay, a missing laptop, and even a dash of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Take a listen.
1: I didn't understand that people go missing this way. Not until you either, if you're in law enforcement or something like that, or if you actually have it happen to someone you know. It's a very odd thing. You don't know how to handle it. I always say to people, you have no idea what it's like to lose a human being on your watch.
0: It was a few minutes after 1 a.m. on June 28, 1997, and Wendy Oates DeVore was alone in bed, waiting for her husband, Gary, to call her back. At the time, they lived in a small beach house on a windswept lane in Montecito, California, about an hour north of LA. Wendy's husband, Gary DeVore, was a screenwriter, known for some of the biggest action films of the era, starring people like Tommy Lee Jones, Kurt Russell, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was driving home from a work trip that night. Saturday, June 28th, was a date that would become infamous to a lot of people around the world because of a heavyweight boxing match in Vegas.
1: Oh, and some nasty stuff in there. There seemed to be a bite almost. Holyfield is very unhappy. Look at this.
0: Yeah, the one where Mike Tyson bit the ear off his opponent, Evander Holyfield. That was definitely a bite. But that hadn't happened yet. The fight had been on Wendy's mind all day because Gary had rented it on pay-per-view, which was kind of a thing then, because it was new. They were having friends over to watch it that evening, and Wendy expected Gary to arrive back in plenty of time. Gary
1: went to Santa Fe to stay with Marcia Mason, who was a very dear old friend.
0: Marsha Mason, the four-time Academy Award-nominated actor and amateur race car driver, was an old friend of Gary's. She and her partner had a guest room, where he often stayed to write. He
1: had been a truck driver when he was young, and when he was trying to work out scripts and ideas, he loved taking very long drives so that he could think about what he was writing.
0: Gary had gone to New Mexico to finish the adaptation of a script he was excited about, but which had been dogging him. It was called The Big Steal. Gary had made most of his money in recent years as a rewrite guy, punching up other people's action films about a stolen U.S. Army payroll. What
1: are you looking for? Just a few hundred thousand dollars.
0: There's nothing here. Early on that Friday morning of his return, before he got behind the wheel of his white, Eddie Bauer edition Ford Explorer to begin the 897-mile drive home, Gary had phoned Wendy to say he had a breakthrough. He was finally ready to get back and deliver his script. He left after lunch, calling Wendy frequently along the way.
1: I mean, I talked to Gary a dozen times a day. He called me all the time from the road. It was certainly not normal not to hear from him.
0: Gary's last call to Wendy had been at 12.38 a.m. He told her he was pulling in for a cup of coffee at a Denny's in the Mojave Desert, and that he'd call her again when he was back on the road in just a few minutes. But 45 minutes passed. And Wendy was getting impatient.
1: Well, it was the middle of the night. I slept in the buff. We had a gate that I used to go out and open for him when I was staying up and waiting for him to come in. I was trying to decide whether to throw on some clothes and go out and open the gate or wait for his next call. I gave him enough time to have a cup of coffee, and then I got mad. I wanted to go to sleep, so I said, oh, screw it, I'm going to call him right now. So I called him. I needed an answer. I called three times, and then I got really concerned.
0: As she waited for Gary's call on that cool June night, Wendy could hear the waves rolling into the sand just a few feet from her window. The silence of her phone had become deafening. And then, at 1.15 in the morning...
1: The phone rang, and it was him. And he said, was that you calling? And I said, well, who else would it be at 1 o'clock in the morning? And he didn't even respond to that. And I said, Gary, are, are you OK? And he said, I'm pumping pure adrenaline here. And I said, Gary, and he said, got to go. Writers pick their words very carefully. I'm pumping pure adrenaline here is not a normal thing that he would say ever.
0: And there was something else.
1: You could tell back then very easily if a person was on a cell phone as opposed to a landline. And he was on a landline, and I knew that.
0: And for Wendy, one final point.
1: We made a deal with each other that when we hung up the phone, we would always say, I love you. We'd made so many mistakes in all of our relationships. This is what we did. It was the only time in our whole relationship that he said, gotta go. He didn't say, I love you, and he hung. I mean, it was gone.
0: The last ping from Gary's cell phone was picked up by a relay tower in the Mojave Desert at 1.20 a.m., near that Denny's where Gary had stopped for coffee. This Denny's has to be one of the most remote Denny's on the entire planet, placed there probably because it's at a critical juncture, just 20 miles from Edwards Air Force Base in the desert industrial town of Palmdale, home of the Lockheed Skunk Works and the Stealth Bomber. It's also just off Highway 14, the road Gary was on when he vanished, a modern superhighway built in the 70s with twisting, elevated concrete spans carved through the rock canyons. It's remote, but heavily traveled. And that's what drove people crazy about Gary's disappearance from the very beginning. The area around it is sparsely populated, There are barely any trees and just zero urban cover. How could Gary and his 4,000-pound Ford Explorer have just vanished into this barren landscape without a trace? And now, as Wendy sat there wondering why Gary had acted so strangely on the phone, something he told her popped into her mind. Over the coming months, these words would haunt her.
1: Gary told me that this script was going to blow the lid off the CIA. And I just chalked it up to his enthusiasm and his ego.
0: Search for Witnessed Fade to Black wherever you get your podcast to start listening today. Get new episodes every week or subscribe on Apple Podcasts to binge all episodes ad-free today.